This is CBS News Bay Area with Juliet Goodrich. Other news now, we have some developing news in Fremont where there's a lot of police activity near Paseo Padre and Stevenson. Officers have blocked off part of that major intersection to traffic. Others are at an apparent crime scene at the Chevron gas station. A yellow tarp is on the sidewalk, possibly over a body. We're trying to find out from police what exactly happened there. They do say there is no threat to public safety. All right, now let's get to the fallout over the firing of Oakland's police chief. Leron Armstrong maintains that he was let go unfairly, and now he says he is weighing his legal options. Now, the firing sparked a heated debate in the community, and our Betty Yu has been out talking to people all day in the community, some from the chief's supporters who actually held a rally, as you can see, outside City Hall, and they had some harsh words for the new mayor, Mayor Sheng Tao. The community held a very passionate rally in support of Leron Armstrong. They described him as an upstanding leader who cared deeply for his community and always lived up to his promises. One man today said he's known Armstrong since he was a child. Most of us voted for you, Shane Tao. Even me. I guess I was wrong. I've known this man since 1984. His brother died in my arms, Oakland Tech High School. We were both shot in the hallway. Oakland resident Robert Walker said the bullet intended for Leron Armstrong's older brother also hit him. The two used to walk little Leron, as he called him, to school. This is a photo of Armstrong with Robert's granddaughter. And this was taken the day he became chief. Being a police was Leron Armstrong's dream. It's a dark cloud over the city of Oakland right now. Robert was among several longtime residents and business owners who showed their support for Armstrong, a man they say was committed to reducing gun violence, especially in light of his brother's death. His main focus was getting rid of gang violence where he grew up at. And you, can, you cannot tell me that he was not doing that. He's been loyal to the community. It didn't matter what race, he's been loyal. Thank you for what you do. Several members of Oakland's Asian American community also stand behind Armstrong. Many small business owners said he stepped up and added officers to the Chinatown area amid a wave of robberies and brutal attacks during the pandemic. He stabilized things. There was balance. Uh, you know, he committed to what he was doing. Outside City Hall, there were chants to recall Mayor Sheng Tao. This sign read, Sheng Tao, you are dead wrong. Wish him well. I love him. I love his family. And his brother's looking down on him, telling him, hey, it's going to be all right. The police department has been under federal oversight for two decades and has been trying to get out from under it. So the mayor put Chief Armstrong on leave a month ago when an outside report found that he had mishandled a misconduct case. But some city leaders who were strong supporters of Armstrong now back the mayor's decision to let him go. A civil rights attorney also supports the mayor's move. A lot of my feeling that she made the right decision is based on Chief Armstrong's conduct after the investigation was over. They have to serve this community, and they have to serve it with integrity. They have to seriously clean their house, hold themselves accountable, and they have to protect and serve this community in the way that it deserves. Dorado also says what happened to Armstrong is disappointing because he considered the former chief a friend.
And amid that turmoil, the city of Oakland is now declaring a state of emergency over a ransomware attack. It's taking control of government networks, infrastructure, and communications. Emergency systems like 911 calls are still functioning, but most other interactions by internet or phone are not. Officials said in a meeting today they will notify people if they detect any breaches in personal information. The city doesn't know who's behind this ongoing attack, but it expects to have things back under control by next week. The suspect in the deadly shooting rampage at two mushroom farms on the peninsula told a judge today he's not guilty. 66-year-old Shenli Zhao was joined by his two defense attorneys as he entered his plea. Zhao was accused of shooting and killing seven current and former co-workers last month at a pair of farms near Half Moon Bay. He's reportedly told investigators he was upset over a workplace fine for a damaged forklift. Another train carrying hazardous materials derailed, this time happening in Michigan. At least six cars, they went off the tracks near Ann Arbor. This morning, authorities say one of the cars was carrying chlorine and was safely removed. Fortunately, no one was hurt. The train was operated by Norfolk Southern. That's the same operator of the train that derailed in Ohio almost two weeks ago, and that crash caused a huge spill of toxic chemicals. Recent testing showed no harmful levels inside the nearby homes, but some of the 5,000 people who live in that area have complained of headaches, and they want more testing done. You get a, a tingling in your tongue and on your lips, heaviness in the chest. So some experts say it is still too early to tell what the full health and environmental impact is. Now, the disaster in Ohio is certainly leading to questions about how hazardous materials actually travel through our region. So take a look at this. This is a map that's showing California's freight tracks, and you can actually see them running right up and down the Bay Area. The Transportation Trades Department, which oversees all rail unions in the country, says there is always a risk of transporting hazardous materials, but that doing it by train is one of the only ways to do it. This industry and these workers are so important, and this is a really important way that, that they can contribute uh, is by moving these dangerous chemicals in the safest way that we have at our disposal right California emergency officials say they have a dedicated hazardous materials team and that every firefighter in the state is trained to identify hazmat situations if they are called to respond to a train derailment. All right, let's get to some road trouble in the Sierra. It's leading to a heavy workload for tow truck companies. That's because a number of spinouts are always common, but there's been an uptick in flat tires. The CHP says road conditions have declined, but the biggest culprit of flat tires is somebody else's broken tire chains that were left in the road. And that's been happening at such a high rate this year that wait times to get towed have gone way up. The hooks will dig right in and they'll go right through the tread, and now you've got a blown steer tire. So you're sitting there with nothing. We get a lot of people that come up here. They're not paying attention. So then we get call after call after call after call, and we're only so many people up here. Chains can break from being too loose on the tires, driving too fast, or hitting potholes. So be careful when using chains. Look out for broken ones discarded on the road. All right, imagine this, going to a cafe, being able to order a drink, a sandwich, and a joint. That could happen in the future right here in California. It is all because of a new bill being pushed by a Bay Area Assemblyman. So, of course, Sarah Donchi with the Late News joining us now on the latest about this legislation. Fill us in. Okay, so you can kind of think of this as going to Amsterdam to one of those cafes. Okay. People do go there for that, I am told. Yes. Well, that is the idea behind Assemblyman Matt Haney's new bill. It would give cities the power to allow cannabis stores and lounges to sell food and drinks. You mentioned drinks, Juliet. It's yes. not the alcoholic ones. These are different. 
no alcohol. Um, the cafes could also host live performances. So tonight at 11, we'll show you how these cannabis cafes could impact struggling legal cannabis and the illicit drug market too. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of debate about that, but an interesting idea. Yeah, you should get a discount on food if you order the joint and then you're hungry again. <laughs> Just saying. Right. 